Living in the Pacific Northwest means that we are always surrounded by trees. Many of us do not have to go farther than our own backyards to get up close and personal with them. And forests bathe, as the psychologists say, is so good for us. One of the miracles of any forest is something called a nurse log. And that's when you're walking along and you see basically a dead tree laying down and you notice that another tree is growing up out of it. Sometimes it's when one of the branches has actually decided to take root and, and reach toward heaven. Sometimes it's a seed that has embedded itself into the nourishing, dying trunk and starts to reach toward heaven. Jeremiah spoke of a tree just like this to the people that he spoke to a people whose future seemed very bleak. They were oppressed, they were in exile, and he encouraged them that something new was coming forth where they thought they only had death and hopelessness to look forward to. Meanwhile, in our other lectionary texts, we see the letter to the Thessalonians being very sunny, but it is only very sunny because of the bleak reality of the people to whom the letter was penned. The people of that community of faith faced much hardship and oppression, and yet their faith remained strong, demonstrating the supernatural quality of the hope of Jesus. And then our gospel. That's what you call a no-brainer feel-good. No. <laughs> it sounds awful, doesn't it? All of the hardships and calamities will not escape anyone who ever lives on this earth. Jesus spoke through this doomsday scenario, he reminded his disciples that when all seems lost, cling to the smallest signs of life and know that a new day is coming. Three different tableaus from three different texts of people trapped in bleak realities with messages of transformational love to sustain them. Today is the first day of Advent, our church's New Year's Day, and the theme of the day, in case you haven't guessed it already, is hope. Hope that grows up from the forest floor from what looks like death, but where actually life teems. Hope that comes to a people locked in generations of oppression, that freedom could one day come. Hope that comes from the tiniest signs of life when it seems like all is lost and most have given up. Some of us in our culture, in our day and age, have lives that are pretty comfortable compared to the rest of the world. So comfortable and good, in fact, that sometimes what we hope for might be things that people in other places in the world would just laugh at. We can get annoyed at small things and, our, and, the, and we're, our senses get dull to real suffering. So much of what we have, we take, it, we take for granted. So much of what we hope for, we don't really need. Sometimes we do experience real searing loss. Sometimes we do experience suffering that we cannot evade or avoid. Sometimes even a sunny word or a pep talk cannot help us. 
One of the most profound breakthroughs of Christian spirituality is when we are able to, through the love and life of Jesus, not only receive healing and hope for ourselves no matter where we are, but also to understand and internalize the sufferings of others and allow that to mean something to us. And it means so much to us then that we act mobilizing the only hands and feet that the risen Christ has on earth right now, the body of Christ. You, me, us. Everyone needs hope, some to different degrees than others. For some of us to be set free from some of the empty hopes that we hope for, for others, deep healings that need to take place. I would suggest that our best hope is to be active in the world, the body of Christ mobilized. The world is desperate for the body of Christ to be mobilized. All one has to do is look at the news. We watched as children starved to death in Yemen. Those images are haunting. Refugees including babies in diapers, gassed, trying to find a new life. People trampling each other at Black Friday. Y'all, people are dying of starvation, and then there's people in our nation who are being trampled at the Walmart on Black Friday for a flat-screen TV. Not to mention those of us who are sick, depressed, hurting, broken, ostracized from our families, so much pain and suffering in this world. So much hopelessness. This week, I had the honor to attend the fundraiser for New Earth Recovery. New Earth Recovery provides a home for folks who have been suffering from addiction. It provides mentoring, community, and then opportunities to, to connect with hope in real time as they get stronger and heal. And it takes incredible courage for these people to embark on healing that upends their whole lives. Addiction covers up a lot. It provides a very temporary, very weak band-aid to a lot of pain and suffering. And these people have the strength to allow that into the world and to receive God's hope and light into their most broken place. And it is amazing to behold. Alan Mua, and I don't know if I said that the last name right, He's co-founder of this ministry with his wife, Amy. And he spoke of some pretty chilling statistics about our valley that I did not know. And it's possible that you do not know this either. Did you know that there is a needle exchange program through Phoenix in the Skagit Valley, here where we live, that exchanges 25,000 needles per week? 25,000 per week needles. 90% of the crime in the Skagit Valley is somehow related to drug and alcohol abuse. Our county would be 90% safer if addiction were eradicated. One of the men who had graduated this program spoke about his experiences on Tuesday night. He got involved with New Earth Recovery after getting out of Skagit County Jail two years ago and he spent 12 months in the program. 
And he thanked those in attendance uh, for himself, but not only for himself. He thanked everyone that was there for their support for his daughter, who has a reliable father now. For his father, who has a son who checks in on him and does not try to call him for money. For his friends, who have someone that they can, can turn to in their times of hurt. For his co-workers, who can depend on him to show up. The ripple effect of hope and healing is astounding. They seem like small things, but they came from a huge healing that transformed this man's life because of a group of people who had the audacious hope that a raging alcoholic that looked like his life was garbage could actually be transformed into an incredible person who proclaims hope to others, who cares for those closest to him, who makes a difference in his community. Alan said that the statistics show that people who have come through recovery and have beaten addiction are twice as likely to contribute positively to their communities than those who have never suffered addiction. Let me say that again. People who have experienced addiction and have gotten healed from it are twice as likely to contribute positively to our communities than those who have never suffered addiction. Do you see how this hope thing works? When hope is offered to people who are in darkness and the hard work and pain of healing takes place, those who have been healed are actually twice the benefit to our communities than they would have been if they had never experienced that brokenness to begin with. This is resurrection power, y'all. Darkness turning to dawn. The things that shatter us when we walk through healing and rely on one another and move forward in grace become our superpowers. The tiniest signs of life bring a whole new day. Today is the first Sunday of our church year, the Sunday of Hope, Advent 1. We have 365 days to put hope into action. How can we stand in the gap for those who are hurting so that we can be stronger together than we ever would have been before? How can we hope on our own healing in areas that we've given up hope for? There's so many signs of healing and hope around us. Those 25,000 needles a week, they're keeping people alive and free from disease so that when they get their chance, they can be the mother that they were meant to be, the sister that they hadn't been for a while, the brother that's been lost. This week we saw in the Skagit Valley Herald the story of right way plumbing and heating who off offers those who are employees a job even while they go to rehab giving them hope, giving them a soft place to land. The people of New Earth Recovery doing the hard work of hoping with and for those who are living in their program. Downstairs, as we look through those beautiful things that y'all have made, remembering those who are in need in our community, 
giving them things that they need, shoes for their job, food for their children. Our family promise guests, who we get to house once a quarter, smile we give to our neighbors, and so much more. 365 days for us to wage an all-out attack on hopelessness, to wage war on suffering and inequality everywhere. Let's put hope into action. Martin Luther, spiritual father of our tradition and spearhead of the Protestant Reformation, preached, the end was full. And there are many of you who think to yourselves, if only I had been there, how quick I would have been to help the baby. Why don't you do it now? You have Christ in your neighbor. You ought to serve your neighbor for what you do to your neighbor in need you do to the Lord Christ himself. We have been transformed by the grace and love of Jesus so that we might do something about the suffering of the world, so that we might live and hope so boldly that we do not give up on anyone, anywhere, anytime. Hope that springs out of dead trees to exiles. Hope that, that shows us a way forward when we are lost. Hope to those who have been buried in suffering. Hope even to us so that we might have eyes to see that the birth and life of Jesus changes everything. Amen. Let's stand and sing hymn number 244, Rejoice, Rejoice.